Welcome back to the Luminous Podcast. Father Chad Jarnigan here. We're going to take some time and look at the concept of beauty, communion, and peace. These are values of the podcast as well as Luminous Parish. I think you'll find some interesting insight. Welcome back. So we have taken a break over the last few weeks just to kind of cleanse our palate here with the podcast. So as an Anglican mission here to Nashville, Franklin, we desire to cooperate with God in the transformation of our souls. Sacred rhythms are the undercurrent of what we do and we intentionally have a contemplative stillness to assist in our time of rest and response. Let's look at beauty for a moment. We believe that beauty inspires us in accordance of our view of God. The ultimate source of creativity, beauty, artistry, and holiness and goodness. Our desire and orientation toward beauty is, in fact, a desire and orientation toward God. We also believe that this orientation leads us to repentance and enables our ongoing spiritual formation. Beauty is so quietly woven through our ordinary days that we hardly notice it. Insightful words from John O'Donohue. You know, it would serve us well to reframe the concept of beauty. Our subjectivity certainly has a default. Beautiful things don't ask for attention. We heard this from Walter Mitty. From time to time, Jesus was the revealer of beauty. His miracles empowered beauty. His words, life, embodied beauty beauty you know Luke 4 18-21 speaks that the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor he has sent me to proclaim liberties to the captives and recovering of the sight of the blind to set at liberty those who are oppressed to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor And he rolled up the scroll and gave it back to his attendants and sat down. The eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, 
Today the scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. There's a lot going on in this passage of the gospel. That Jesus' teaching in the synagogue means that he was accepted in their ranks to officially be able to speak there. Which made what he said even more bothersome for them to hear. And now we see it is as him being the embodiment of the word. And also, let's be reminded that in his voicing these words of Isaiah, in the suffering terms, to the poor and the captives, the blind and the oppressed. See, there is beauty in this contrast. bringing a resolve to their suffering. That there is no light without our darkness, no darkness without light, no melody without movement, no crescendo without silence. So we can become so used to mediocrity that we find it difficult to look for beauty. So how do our senses ever return? We need palate cleansers as well as healthy spiritual practices. Contemplation is a gift. It's not an achievement. This practice will only heighten our senses. It gives us a calmer approach for responding, awareness, meaning, and even discernment. I realize this is difficult for many of us in contemplation, this this concept of stilling and calming and slowing, pondering meditation is difficult for some of our personalities that are constantly in drive or overdrive. That in our stillness and silence, we find it difficult to rest and slow our minds or even our breathing. It is incredibly important. It's imperative that we have a slowness. This enables us to have the opportunity of even observing something beautiful. I'm reminded of this on an ongoing basis of conversations with my sons. That in my slowness, like my stillness, I begin to pay attention to what they're saying. I'm also given the gift of sensing what they're not saying. This comes from an awareness and an observation because I have intentionally slowed myself 
to see the beauty behind their words, their thoughtfulness, their motives, their apprehensions. This takes a lot of time of practice. I realize this. But when we find beauty, it may not be what someone else would count as beautiful. But given our lenses and filters with our view of God and creation, we're able to see the image bearings on one another. Someone that God has made. How can we easily demonize and marginalize and oppress someone given the thought and the concept that they are made in the image of God, their maker, our maker? Well, we find a way, don't we? But given our heightened awareness of someone and something beautiful in this perspective, maybe we're a little slower to demonize and to divide. And quite frankly, we can find the opportunity of seeing what unites us first instead of what divides. Again, this concept that in accordance with our view of God, the ultimate source of beauty, creativity, holiness, artistry, our desire and orientation towards beauty is in fact a desire and orientation towards God, or maybe even a reorientation. This is important in our navigation of what we speak of here on the podcast, what we practice and hope to come into frame and view with the parish. I hope this is helpful. The parting words from Mary Oliver. I stood willingly and gladly in the characters of everything. Other people, trees, clouds. And this is what I learned. That the world's otherness is an antidote to confusion. That standing within this otherness, the beauty and the mystery of the world, out in the fields or deep inside books can re-dignify the worst stung heart. God's peace be with you, friends. You can find us at luminousparish.com We'll continue with the next episode, speaking of communion. 
Till next time. <laughs>